Hi everyone, welcome to episode 35 of Holy Puck Podcast. Vegas baby, we are your best source of hockey news, views and abuse on the internet. We are of course presented once again by our good friends at Cheapskate Hockey, the best source of hockey apparel in the world. I am John, this is Cam. How are you, man? Really good. Yeah, yeah. Really good. Got a <laughs> smile on my face, rocked up to your house, there was chips waiting, there was a cold beer. Nice cold beer. The service is been exemplary this evening. It has, it has. There are some funny smells, but that's just the northern suburbs. Yeah, I, th- <laughs> I, th- I think it is just the general environment. <laughs> so we're back in the lab, which is great. So, you know, for those of you playing along at home, we are back in the lab. We haven't phoned it in. Yeah, no, no Skype interviews tonight. We're here in person. We're within striking distance of we one are. another. We're, we're, sharing, we're sharing a bowl of chips. We are. You could touch my knee at any moment. And maybe I will. Yes. Yes. All right, so... Big news this week. Finally, 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 Vegas has been announced. The logo, the team's motif, the name. Everything, it's really. It's all great. And it, it's kind of good and bad because it <laughs> means I can't refer to them as the Las Vegas Gin and Tonics anymore. I feel like it can continue until late, until the first puck drops. Maybe I can just do it anyway. Um, no, look, it, it gives us a lot to talk about. So tonight is a special Vegas-centric show because we feel we've got three major topics for us to dissect which are the name, the uniform, and the mascot discussion, Yes, as, as mentioned. The roster projections based on who each of the 30 teams is going to protect. And, and finally... Then, of course, the five fan bases that we consider the most likely to defect to Vegas. And who, who should, more importantly, which is actually up on our website now as a spoiler. Smashing article. And also, I would like to say the number of people who I've seen get outraged on the internet saying, I would never defect and abandon my team in neutral through their profile. You're like, you've clearly jumped teams three times <laughs> in the last four years already. <laughs> Don't get all high and mighty with me. (laughs) Most of these people are confused as to which code got a new team. Like, let's be honest. I did see, (laughs) was it NBC posted saying the NFL got a new team, the Vegas Golden Knights? Yeah. And isn't it it NBC that said, like, the Montreal-Carolina game was, like, the Sharks versus the Dead? They basically just can't hockey at NBC. Yeah, like, their fact checkers aren't great. Yeah. So, look, those are the three main points for tonight. But before we jump into all things Vegas, there's a couple of major tidbits from around the league that we should Some quick and so shit hits. That was me ticking ticking, it off. Ticking it off. It was in reverse for me, but, yeah, I see your point. Yeah, good tick. So, so, uh, (laughs) first up, though, Big Brent Burns signed an eight-year, $64 million deal with the Sharks, meaning he's going to be a Shark till he's 40. Yeah, I wouldn't worry about the back end of that deal. At the end of the day, the Sharks' window is <laughs> like, the Sharks' the window day, is now. Their window is now. That's true. But at the end of the day, it's still Brent Burns. So yeah, and what you got to remember is Burns. Like, always going to be Burns. Number one, D men are in short supply, oh, high demand too. So it's it's a buy now scenario. Yeah, like, you, <laughs> you pay overs, you buy yeah. now, you worry about the next three four years if he stinks it up in the back three years of his contract. So be it. At least you can turn around to your fan base in good faith and say we gave it everything we had yeah. so when we, threw we had all the, the chance. We threw so, all the money at him. That's right. And so they, if this is a move they had to make regardless, either now or at the end of the year. That's just that simple. How much of his salary, like let, let's say the signing bonus, is going to get spent on pizza? <laughs> How much of the signing bonus is going to new tatties and reptiles? Brent, Brent Burns is everything that I look for in a professional athlete because, like, he's a foot taller than me, right? Well, not yeah, a foot yeah. taller. He's six foot five or whatever. But he's, like he's, lots a lot of, he's got lots of tatties. He's kind of sloppy. He's got yeah. a fat beard. He drinks beer. He eats beer. 
He's basically me, but a good athlete. He's, he's, like, he's an athlete version of you. Version of me. You forgot the petting zoo in his house thing. That's that's. Like, and I've got I've got animals and children, which animals. is kind so of like you're, a petting zoo. You're, you're kind of borderline, but borderline you're, Burnsy. You're not Brent Burnsy. Borderline Burnsy. <laughs> you're borderline Burnsy. We should you know we should troll through Big Brother Burnsy. We should troll through our Instagram and like pick people to be like you know spirit animals. Spirit animals. Yeah, right like, on. Hey, borderline Burnsy. Right on. <laughs> Get I just, I just like that though because like obviously like he's gonna have a nice house and a nice car and he looks after his family. Yeah. But I love that he's the kind of dude who's not running out with his salary going, I'm gonna blow it all on nice suits. He's like, I'm probably still wearing a sleeveless t shirt and well, I'm probably he still buying the still same. He cuts beer. the sleeves off his t shirt. Like like a fucking like, real man. <laughs> obviously like look at him. Like but like that picture of him just like scoffing down a three cheese pizza after a game. Legend. Legendary. Like that that could be the best hockey moment. Post John Scott. But I, I see that kind of behavior, right? And that kind of everyman approach to life. He's like, a, that's, maybe me one day. That's a role model, though. That is, but because like, he's, he's a real dude, right? When my kids come, come to the point where they're idolizing people, you don't want it to be the unattainables, the dudes that you no. know carry on but behind closed look at that doors. Guy. He's got a bit of a gut. He's got a big beard. Everyman. Yeah. Loves a pizza. Fucking obsessed with reptiles. What a legend. There's nothing wrong with that. I too no. enjoy reptiles. There's Who actually doesn't? a very good photo of me on my Instagram, completely wrapped in a hot green python, like a bone constrictor. Yeah. yeah, I thought you were going to say there's a photo of you on Instagram eating food that's shaped like a dick. Probably a few of those <laughs> as well. <laughs> because everyone knows food shaped like dicks is the best kind. The best kind. <laughs> yeah, hey, yeah. Um, speaking of tall dudes, though, moving uh, on from yes. Brent Burns to Zidane Chara. The team, being Boston, they haven't formally announced what his injury is yet. They've said lower body. Uh, However, which means undisclosed, which means bad. Well, yeah. So <laughs> apparently they're making a formal statement about it in the next 24 hours. This has real life implications for yeah, me. Yeah, well, for you and, and the podcast, more importantly, which means we'll probably have to do yet another podcast from a tatty shop. Yeah, so for those of you that have either missed or weren't paying attention, I've got a bet going with my friend Jake, who's my tattooist, who's a big LA Kings fan, and I said, <laughs> if Boston don't make the playoffs this year, I will get an LA Kings tattoo. We've been traveling very well. Our defense has performed well. Our goaltending's been mm-hmm. fantastic. If Chara goes the, down... The wildcard spot can race at the minute. You're probably only one or two points yeah, out. It's if, not too bad. If Chara goes down for an extended period of time, our playoff hopes and dreams may be in a spot of bother, which puts well, me being in a spot demon, of bother. Being number one D-man down means it's probably likely tatty for you. As good as Brandon Carlo has been. Puts me in a spot of bother, especially when the tattoo is likely going to be my friend Liam's head with the letters L-A-K carved into his forehead. So It's all great. It's <laughs> fantastic for viewers and people that enjoy laughing at the unfortunate. Not so great for your boy. Yeah. 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 Luckily, I don't care that much. Um, anyway, uh, the Hurricanes are on a five-game tear. Who saw that coming? We did. We did, actually. We so, did. looks like our playoff predictions are still humming along nicely, which is weird because... Well, yeah. Every, every kind of week, they fluctuate. But I feel like we're still... We're kind of... We're holding good. It, I feel like holding true. Well, how's this? The Kings have kind of settled, even with Peter Budai in that, right? Yeah. And Budage. so... <laughs> Budage. <laughs> but here's the thing. Like, we're actually looking... <laughs> Not like, too bad. I not, think the only one we really whiffed on was the Rangers and the Habs. Yeah. So because even the Preds, if you watch them, their play started to settle and they're starting to right the ship. Like it's I was taking worried. time. It's taking time, and it was always going to take time. Well, I'm not we worried said it about it. Was going to take Preds. till Christmas. Yeah, they've got till Christmas. They do. So if they stink after Christmas, then it's gone. Look, someone significantly smarter than me said you can't judge a team 
until they've played at least 15 games. And we've just kind of crossed that threshold in the last yeah. few days. So, so like, I think now's the time where we can start to make... Yeah, now we can start to make a more accurate assessment. Yeah, so yeah. I think our, our post-Christmas power rankings episode is going to be really interesting. Power yeah. rankings. That's going to be good. I'm going to Hawaii for Christmas too. Oh, sick. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm going shark diving. Dude. Yeah. That's unreal. Yeah, I got fucking... Balls the size of melons, son. Hey, well, yeah, I saw that video on YouTube recently. That dude, like, there's a they, they have one of those cages, and a fucking shark is in the cage. <laughs> I'll, I'll link you. <laughs> yeah, maybe I won't watch that before I go shark diving. No, you should definitely watch it. Hey, um, <laughs> did you see the Rangers got fingered six one today? Yes, the Rangers have not been having a great time. Well, here's here's the thing. They have been killing it, and they've been putting up a lot of goals, but. The stats are kind of misleading. They're shooting like they're, they're, they're shooting and scoring percentages above 20%. So they're scoring on more than 20% of their shots. I don't think that's going to hold up. And like they can't. Michael Grabner has scored as many goals already this year as he did all of last year. Surely dudes like that can't keep up this level of production. No. Well, I mean, the only dudes who can keep up that level of production are like obviously TJ Miller, who's a fucking legend. Like, and I, I can't even name anyone else who I would think. Like, Rick Nash is obviously Rick Nash. Kreider's great. Kreider great. I'm a huge Kreider fan, Stepan. Yeah. What about Girardi? Mr. Norway? Yeah. Mr. Zuccarello. Zook, oh, the Zooks. The Zooks. He has fucking un, unlimited hockey hair potential, though. Yeah. I just worry he's so small, no one will see it, though. Yeah, I know. What is he, five, five, seven? Five, five, I don't know. He's, he's a, really short. He's a little he's like, man. He's shorter than you. I'm 5'10". I'm like completely above average. You are. The Australian average is 5'8", you fuck. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just taller than the average. I'm sorry. Now, obviously the greatest thing that happened in hockey today, though, well, has nothing to do with actual hockey. No, well, I, I, you know, I just want to preface this by saying this is great. And it could be the best thing to happen Look, for quite some time. Give it the Oscar already. Because the Goon 2 Last of the Enforcers trailer looks great. Yeah, it looks red hot. And, and we've, we've put it on again now while we're talking to you, actually. And it's still great. Like, this could be the best thing that's happened to us. I can see Biff. I can see Percocets. I can see drinking. I can see chicks. There's at least three dick jokes already. LaFlamme's raising his eyebrow in a suggestive manner. That's okay. It's all great. Dudes are fighting. Ross the Boss looks super washed up, by the way, playing in, obviously, like, it looks like a more minor league than the minor, one the movie's set in. Minor, minor. Exactly. George George Paros references the fact that he went to Princeton and then still enjoys <laughs> punching dudes in the face. What's not the it's light? Fantastic. Yeah, sorry for the running commentary. I'm just really excited. Yeah. And honestly, they should probably give it the Oscar now. They should. It'll definitely win some sort of award in Canada, though. Well, here's the thing. You and I were talking about this earlier. So now that Jay Baruchel didn't just write this one, he's directing it as well. And because it's going to be a surefire hit in Canada and those Northern American states where it's going to be one of those just killing it niche movies right yeah well it's, it's a hockey movie it's a hockey, hockey movie he can get so loose with it like he's not going to go so off the rails that it's unwatchable crap like Slapshot 3 but <laughs> if this can if this can fall somewhere between like Goon and Superbad I feel like it's, it's all everything I like yeah, yeah. all boxes, all boxes ticked. ticked it's double thumbs up like it's it's going pretty good I, I, I have a feeling that it's going to be not quite as watchable as the first that being said though I think with Jay behind the wheel well it's if it's a different great. kind of movie doesn't that potentially make it as watchable so if you want to watch the feel good the little guy gets it done and gets the girl story you watch Goon 1 if you just want to watch absolute lunacy <laughs> you watch Goon <laughs> just, 2 if you want to watch something stupid aka American Pie 2 then yeah. Well, look at this. If you want all the feels, right, you watch 
the Mighty Ducks, or as it was, or it was called here in Australia, Champions, Champions, right? Yeah, yeah. So if you want all the feels, that's what you watch. But if you want a couple of laughs, you probably watch D3 because it's funny yeah. that they're playing pranks on each other in college. Exactly. They're different kinds of films. They are different kinds. Sustainable right. in their own way. Sustainable in their own way. <laughs> have, have you ever got around MVP, Most Valuable Primate? No. Oh, my God. All right. For those playing at home, if you haven't, you need to check this shit out. Uh, I've... There's a series of G-rated movies. They're kids' movies. It's about a chimp called, I think it's Jack. And Jack escapes from the zoo and goes on a series of adventures. So in the first one, Jack uh, somehow ends up on a bus to Seattle and becomes a hockey player. Great player, too. Why is he in fucking Seattle? Because he gets on a train to escape poachers at a zoo. And then that makes total sense. Obviously, at a zoo. And in then, America. And then the second movie, right? Great writing. He escapes the. He has to leave the hockey team because someone files like a complaint that monkeys shouldn't play hockey. So he runs away and becomes a pro skateboarder. And this, and then the third movie, he becomes a snowboarder. Of course, he does. Brought to you obviously by the producers and executive producers of Airbud. <laughs> actually, is. Why would I be surprised by that? Why would you be? Look, I actually think they're all on Netflix at the moment. So Why would they be? Everyone get out there and watch them. <laughs> Stop giving a big ups. It's not fair. All right, all right, all right. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. We're going to move on. You know I feel what? like we've taken a turn. We're taking a turn. Anyway, so. I'm into it. I know you are. I can tell. I can tell. The inflection in your voice tells me that I need to stop. I'm stop happy. making fun of it. I'm happy. Don't tease it. I've got children. Children enjoy movies like this. You enjoy. I enjoy my kids being happy. Yeah, why, you, why en- can't and I enjoy, you enjoy movie? sports movies. You're a huge Land Before Time fan. I understand it. Is is that is that your not so subtle way of telling everyone that your new Wi-Fi connection is called the Land Before Time? <laughs> no, but it was on the tip of my tongue before. Yeah, it's pretty good. I know it's pretty good. I anyway, will, so credit where credit's due, I will give you that your new Wi-Fi connection is very cleverly titled. Thanks, man. Um, so anyway, let's get into the first of the hot topics, which is. Vegas name, uniform, mascot, and logo discussion. All right. So firstly, just for those that are confused, they are not the Las Vegas Golden Knights. They are the Vegas Golden Knights because Bill Foley, the, the owner, has said the that Sorry. everyone in Vegas just calls it the Vegas Golden Knights. So we're assuming that from now on, we're just going to have the Jersey Devils, the York Rangers, the York Islanders, mm. the uh, the Jose Sharks. Yeah. Um, what else have we got? Oh, the Angeles Kings. Mm-hmm. Um, and if we're moving into other sports, I can't. <laughs> Louis Blues. I can't wait to play the deer. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait to play the Diego Padres. Yes. <laughs> oh my god. So ridiculous. Like even if people are going to call the team that and adopt that as its unofficial moniker, leave it as the official this could title. This be the dumbest thing they've done so far. Uh, you know, I. When, when I wrote the article this morning, I actually wrote like a paragraph about this and I'm like, you know what? This is just dumb and I deleted it because I'm a fucking normal person. Why did they delete half of the city's name? The Francisco 49ers <laughs> sounds like some kind of weird Europop band. Yeah, it sounds like something from Eurovision. So stupid. I know, this is going to be the funniest thing so ever. So stupid. But look, that, that aside... <laughs> That aside, um, and obviously setting aside how woeful the unveiling <laughs> was, technical issues out the wazoo. FYI, if John and I were in charge, we would have been it. flawless. Hey, you know what we're really good at? PowerPoint presentations. Oh, my, oh my God. God. How hard is it? Get, where's the AV guy? I'm flying to Sydney next week to deliver a presentation. It's going to be sick. Yeah. Might do it hungover after a casino bender. Ah. Right on. Um, <laughs> the Starcast. Excellent. <laughs> yeah, but uh, look, th- we all knew... 
the name was going to be kind of shitty. They had the heart set on it being Knights, whether it was yes. desert or red or golden or whatever. At the end it of the day, no the one's going to call them the Las Vegas Golden Knights. People will say the Knights are in town, the Vegas Knights, the Vegas Knights. It's not offensive. It's not terrible. Yeah. It just could have been better. Yeah, well, I feel I for one am shocked they didn't go for one of the prime alliteration opportunities that they had in front of them. We've covered this many times on the show. I'm upset about it. You're upset about it. I feel like... Again, they've gone for uh, another low-hanging fruit. It was like, easy. It's win. such an easy win. Like it's a non, it's a it's a bullshit, non-offensive military-affiliated name that no one really cares about. And I, I mean, I get it. It takes by having, I guess, an absurd title. It takes away a little bit from the team. Like oh, the fact that it's in in Vegas. In Vegas as yeah, well, okay. also is absurd. But I mean, at the end of the day, like we knew from Jump Street that it was going to be. A poor decision. We knew it was going to be crap from the start. We knew there was going to be no entertainment other yeah. than the, other than the bullshit that happened when they announced it. Did you see the jersey I mocked up last night and put on the gram for the Vipers? Yeah. Why not? Give me a job. Fucking I know. flawless. Like two seconds of, of MS Paint work and you nailed it, right? <laughs> Maybe five seconds. Maybe five, but yeah. still, still enough is enough. But look, the, look. The name aside, that's some. That's our cross to bear. We're just going to have yeah. to deal with it. They're not changing it. They could have done better. They didn't. It's fine. We can move on because... But we the knew they were going to fuck it up from the start. Because the colours themselves and the logo is actually pretty good. If we're, like, if we're, if we're going to be honest, it's actually pretty good. It's. It, I reckon it's up there with Florida's new one. I reckon it's it's pretty sick. See, I don't like Florida's new one. I, I like, like it. Oh, I come from the era, though, which is funny because we're the same age, but I like that cartoony kind of sports uniform. Yeah, shit. yeah. I like, and Florida, like, the Panthers have gone from being kind of cartoony to... Yeah. Like, I, who are like, modern... I yeah. understand, right? There's only 100 wild panthers left in Florida that are no longer in captivity. That's yeah. why they're called the panthers, because they're an endangered species, yeah. right? I get all that. I just think your old jerseys look better. Yeah, fair enough. I, I, I can understand Did you spill that. your drink on yourself? I did. I spilled yeah. a little beer on myself. Saw that. I'm not sure where, though. So, look, so I, I, feel like I get I, it. I feel like I nailed that a little but bit. But look, I, I think the colors are pretty good, and I didn't even realize there was a V in the helmet until our mate Tomo pointed it out. So that's cool too. So, so I, I can respect the fact that it's one of the logos you look at it and then maybe a couple of times you start to pick up on new things and new features. Yeah. Um, the colors, are, they're inoffensive, but what I will say is we've already got the Pens and the Bruins. We've already got two teams in black and gold. For fuck's sake, yeah. could you not choose a different colorway? Well, the NHL is stuck on black, white, and... More importantly, red, white, red, white and blue. And blue. It's so Every fucking team is a derivative of those colors. Well, all, it's just ridiculous. All the NHL does is complain about the growth of other sports and other codes, right? And how they're they're the fourth cousin, right? The look NBA the, constantly challenges itself to push forward. Like aesthetically, they've got look at the NFL's unis. They're all all different. Like even even though half of them look shit, they do the color rush thing where they're all the one color. Exactly. They they still they still mix it up, right? It the, just feels lazy. This just feels really lazy. And the NHL only mix it up. On practice jerseys, which they have, which they wear at the start of the games for yeah. like Breast Cancer Day and like St. Patrick's Day and the rest of that stuff. Like, so they they're not doing enough. Like, whereas the AH the the AHL and the the they minor leagues, cool shit. they always do random shit, which is hilarious. Why isn't why isn't the NHL getting what, on board? I get that they wanted to look clean and crisp and professional. So, and you know, basically since the Ducks went under, since the Mighty Ducks went under and it became the Ducks, yeah. that that was almost one of the final stabs of the the cartoony shit's gone goodbye yes well luckily we still got the sharks 
but even the shark thing's kind of aggressive looking, and the colorway and the it's stripes. Still a cartoony it's, feel. It's, it's very clean though. It is, but so at like, least they've kept yeah. that crisp teal. Yeah, look, and I, I get it. I get that they want it to be clean and they want it yeah, to be yeah. crisp and sharp, and and I'm gonna say classy, which is hilarious. Yeah, I feel like that's not quite the word. Quite word, the right <laughs> word, but <laughs> like this is hockey. Like let's be honest. Yeah, I, I get it. This based on grit. Like I, I get it, but I'm still disappointed <laughs> because it just feels like it was the easy way out. Like we don't yeah. have. I mean, there's really only one team that plays in maroon, which is the Habs. And even that's not like a maroon. It's technically nah, like it's, well, a, it's another... I think the Yotes are probably closer to a maroon. With oh, the yeah, they do, actually. Yeah, I guess I overlooked that. Yeah. But I, did, I just think there was other options. Yeah, I mean... But that being said, like, every game... I mean, it's, it's so funny. Like, I didn't ever pick up on this until my wife said something. Because I obviously watch a lot of hockey in their house. She's like... Which team are you playing? Oh, yeah, another red, white, and blue team. That's mad because I'm a Caps fan, so she's always staring at yeah, red, white, and blue. Okay. And yeah. so, literally, almost all the teams in the—if you look at almost all the teams in the East Coast—one yeah. of their standard colors is either red, white, blue, or um, yeah. or potentially a black. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And look, the reality of it is this: it still looks sharp, but still looks cool. Mm. I'm probably still going to buy a T-shirt, yeah. or I'll probably buy a blank, nameless jersey. Maybe. Maybe. Although there is one player who, if he does join the Vegas roster, I'll buy a jersey. We'll talk about that we later. We'll talk about that we'll later. We'll talk about that much later. Because <laughs> um, I, I probably will still get behind it and sort it. Um, and it does look pretty cool. It's just, again, it feels a little little lazy. It, it feels like the easy win. Because, I mean, let's be honest, though. Real quick, what is the best black jersey right now in the league? The Bruins. It's the most classic one. But I, I agree with you. So I will say, though, my favourite... Our phased-out alternate one where it's all black and it's got the Bruin, the bear, that funny shape in the middle and the B patch on the shoulders. I like that one, but my favourite the minute is the Canes alternate black one. With the... With the I don't down the I don't rate it. It looks like Love a Rip it. Curl t-shirt. From the, from the 90s, right? Yeah. It's fucking unreal. No it looks vibe. like a fucking Hang 10 t-shirt. No vibe. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, we're just reeling off Australian surfwear brands <laughs> yeah, for, yeah. Our, for our North American <laughs> listeners. Yeah. All right. I got Other things that died in the 90s. I've got something I need to rant about. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I actually had a really good time with this because it was just am so... I, am I cool? Yeah, yeah. It was. I thought it was kind of absurd though, right? Like... Uh, what, my rant or what he said? No, no. The, just... So, Bill Foley, with no affiliation to Mick Foley of WWE <laughs> fame, by the way, which is a huge... Huge spite on the game, huge, should I say? Huge kawinky dink. Oh no, no affiliation. So all right, so Vegas cool. owner Bill Foley was quoted as saying the following because he had to give an explanation as to the team name. Our Which logo is already a wanky question. Though. Already a wanky question. Our logo and our name is really going to exhibit the highest element of the warrior class, the knight. The knight protects the unprotected. The knight defends the realm. The knight never gives up, never gives in, always. That sounds like a fucking song, by the way. I'm going to give you up. <laughs> yeah, Seriously, that's terrible. Like a pop song from the 70s. Always advances, <laughs> never retreats, and that's what our team is hey, going is, to be. Do you think Bill Foley used to write disco songs? Are you trying to tell me if Bill Foley's a ghostwriter for Rick Springfield? Is that what you're asking? <laughs> that's what you're is. asking. Yeah. Maybe he's just me with comment, like Maybe he's mates with Bruno Mars and he's all over this uh, new like funk funk stuff that the dude's doing. Don't ever white guy shimmy like that again. That was terrible. Bullshit. My white guy shimmy <laughs> is A+. Plus. But look, Foley's statement, what a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> like, high in class are not words I would readily associate with Vegas. We, or uh, even hockey players for that matter. Tr- well, okay, not strictly true. <laughs> high class escorts are a huge part of the Vegas economy. Uh, yes. But what the fuck are you waffling on about, Foley? Like, protect the unprotected, mate. 
Worry about assembling a good fucking defense that can actually protect the net. Yep, yeah. that's a Wu-Tang reference. Get on me. <laughs> before you start spouting off about the team being some sort of symbol for Sin City. And as far as the Knight Never Retreat shit, okay, I've seen every Robin Hood movie ever released, and every single one of those movies shows Robin and a bunch of dudes in tights taking down a bunch of armored knights who surrender their swords. You're full of shit and clearly not a cinephile. Yes. Get fucked, Bill. Obviously, a very obvious like military reference, though. Yeah, look, he's another military West Point dude, so I get it. I would probably oh, like another it rich if white these dude, dude from military fame. Yeah, mm. if they could stop punctuating all their sporting and business endeavors with their military propaganda, that'd be great. That would be great. Because whilst we support the troops, because often it's not up to them where they go. And all that. We, we don't, don't want to support make, their bullshit ideology. We don't <laughs> want to make this a political podcast. We support <laughs> the troops, and you will have our undying <laughs> yeah. respect and support. However, however, we don't need that to be at every game. No, we, and we don't we don't need that vibe because hockey should be about fun and inclusiveness. Now, there's three things that I want to raise, which I do feel that the Knights name presents us with some really cool marketing opportunities. However, which, all of these will not be taken up because they will miss all well, of these they're opportunities. Too good. Well, these op- let's be honest. How many obvious opportunities have the NHL missed over the last few years that we've pointed out on this podcast many times? All of them. Correct. All so, of them. And, and, and let me let us preface this by saying I haven't seen these anywhere on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook or Snapchat. No, this is all OC. Any on this is all our intellectual property. We own it. This shit is copyrighted Correct. by recording it and publishing it. This is ours, Vegas. If you want a piece of it, pay. Get at me. Correct. And you know what? I, I can be bought. You can't, dude. I can be bored. Dude, you know what? I was thinking about it the other day. I would sell out in a fucking second. What would it like? <laughs> how, how much would you charge Vegas to hand over this IP? I don't know, probably like a hot dog and a season ticket, to be honest. If they flew me over for one game and gave me a bunch of beers in a hotel room, they could have it. Yeah. That'd be enough. All right, so point one. Right, we, so the home arena should be nicknamed the Realm. Because Knights protect the Realm. Of course they do, and they protect their barn there for the Realm. Easy. Tick. Tick. Next. Point two. The goalie's crease should be known as the moat. Easy. It's blue, like water. Of course. And if You the, have to get over it to score. And if the net is the, you know, the, the thing the, the, the thing that you, you want to get into, the be, drawbridge. It, be it the castle or yep. whatever, whatever it is, is or the, 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 the prisoners you're trying to rescue so the, from the, so from the dungeon. So to be fair, the goalie is more like the drawbridge than anything else. No, the goalie is that lone knight who kind of goes out to greet the incoming army. Yeah, and he's says, like Jamie Lannister. And, and says like, is this a declaration of war? And they say, and yes, He's the dude that dies first. He yeah, gets a spear he, in the chest. And he says, you wouldn't dare spear me. I'm going to go back and return. <coughs> yeah, and he's fucked. So is Bo. Yeah. And therefore, the team slogan must be... Protect your net. So easy. Which means we've essentially written point four for you. Your fight song, your entry music should be the Wu-Tang Clan Protect Your Neck with a slight modification, which I'm sure they will hook you up with for a small fee. Of course. Like, this is... This is all A-plus premium content. Get at us. We've just nicknamed your arena. We've nicknamed your little goalie situation. We've given you a slogan. we've given you the sickest, sickest team slogan. Yeah. And opening opening night song, which is a lot better than theme. which is a lot better than bold in gold. By the way, it sounds which like is a, the gayest thing ever. By the way, it sounds like a runway show. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't it sound, sounds. It sounds like the theme to Victoria's Secret, like two thousand. And, and don't get me wrong, I often tune into Victoria's Secret television events. Oh no, but that sounds like what it would be, right? It sounds yeah. like something that, like, if I saw the hashtag bold in gold, I'm pretty sure that's what it is. But let's run with it because it's funny. If I saw that, I'm not thinking, yeah, I'm fired up for hockey. I'm Yay! thinking, wow, how much money did those dudes spend on sequins? Oh, I know. How, no, how much money did they spend on marketing? I know. 
There's three white dudes sitting in a room going, that sounds great. No, you know Kick. what? They probably had a workshop. They probably had $50,000 worth of research budget and they sat there for weeks going, I've got it, Terry. Balding gold. Of course. Bullshit. Of course, Barry. Why not? <sighs> so, oh, I'm good. I'm back. I'm you're back. back. So, unfortunately, yes, the name kind of sucks. We knew that from the start. The colors and logo are kind of crisp. Which I would I would give it probably an eight out of ten. Well, let's do it this right. Let's rate it ten out. Of, let's, let's go through a ten from the top. The name. What do you rate out of ten? I think it's more. I think it's about a four. I'm. I, I was gonna give it a four too. We just fist bumped. Yeah, we did. The we colors. We should have got that. Yeah. The colors. The colors. I give probably a seven. I was gonna say a six. I would have given it a seven if if it weren't for the lack of originality. True, but I do like the green hit, so they could use that as an alternate. But the logo out of ten, I'm gonna give a hard nine. Yeah, no, I think the logo is cool, and it's with the with the V looks great. I mean, Hashtag game minus twelve. <laughs> just general marketing prowess, <laughs> negative twenty. Let Let's just say your multimedia team, your marketing team thus far, are fucking blowing it, Bill. And if you want to get it done, get us. Yeah, I mean, it can't be that hard to set up a PowerPoint presentation off a fucking laptop. Like, let's be honest. It looks like they use the uh, the fade-in function on PowerPoint to bring the logo yeah, in. The fade-in swing it was in. The lo- <laughs> it was the logo yes, swinging. you know in IT. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear God. Dear God. Oh, man. All right, enough about poor Bill. We're going to talk about the, uh, the Las Vegas roster, and I want to preface this by saying... Before anyone barks at us... Which they will. Which they will, because a lot of... Valid, we're doing roster projections before the the draft has even occurred. Whilst the season's in play, by the way. Correct, look, we know that projecting (laughs) a team this early is mental because everything's going to get blown up at the trade deadline, point one. Point two, we know GMGM is a slime ball. Yes. He's going to make a ton of off-the-books deals with other GMs where he quote-unquote ignores selected exposed players, meaning it's going to be hoarding picks. Sidebar, could you think of a better GM... To take the reins. No one is skeezy or more skeezy than GMGM. No, he is perfect. And we get to say GMGM again. GMGM. (laughs) And point three, don't overlook the fact that GMGM is insane enough to trade away the team's first round pick. Which won't be be any lower than pick six and could be up to, like you know, three or whatever it may be to land a big name marquee player for the team. Dude, he traded away Philip Forsberg. He he fears no evil. <laughs> he, he he gives no fucks. He will trade away your best player at a moment's notice. I don't want a top-notch goal scorer. <laughs> no, give me that I want, guy. I want Martin Irat. What? <laughs> Who are you? All right. <laughs> so look, that, that that's what that's how we're prefacing this segment. Yeah. So um, we, we, we and also before anyone says why didn't you grab this bloke, please note we have used a number of different online tracking tools. We've confirmed all the no-move clauses, all the pending unrestricted free agents. Please don't try and pick holes in this. We believe we've got it covered. If you've got and if we don't, non, non-aggressive, us. helpful feedback, tell us. Just don't be a fucking dickhead about it. Because guess what? I don't have time to hear it. No, I'll, I'll, we won't delete your comment, but we just won't respond. Well, no, I'm not a comment deleter, but I'll just ignore you and go do a shit instead. Yeah, because I mean, we shit a lot. Yeah. Um, anyway, so let's let's we're gonna go through team by team, calling out the where we see the the big money, basically, where we see yeah. the availability. Um, to, and then at the end we'll go through where we see our line projections, and look, um, which is the line project- ridiculous, by the way. The line projections are kind of a fantasy because I want to assemble an old man team so they can all gamble. Yeah, that, well, that's what my. I, I feel is. like the story is is kind of. I feel like the story outweighs the like real world. It's actually going to happen. This if I get the like, team I want, it's going to be the average age would be thirty six. <laughs> And they're gonna they're gonna spend more time it's a pie in the sky. <laughs> more time gambling than practicing, and I'm 
cool with that. They'll be, they'll be dog shit. And cool with it. All of them will be injured and they'll have no farm and it'll just basically just it'll be the worst thing ever. Slash the best, best. thing <laughs> <Yeah>. ever. <laughs> yeah. Alright, so look, we're gonna go from the top. We're gonna start with the Anaheim Ducks. Now, John and I talked about this offline before. We did. The Ducks have floated trading Cam Fowler for a number of months and they still haven't got it done, mainly because their asking price is probably quite high and other GMs are trying to smoke them out to get him on the cheap. So if you protect Lindholm and Vatanen, because... Because Best has got the, the no trade. Imagine that. Imagine oh you're the God. Ducks GM and Kevin Piesca's got a no movement Do you imagine if they're looking through the books and like, okay, so we're definitely going to move to... What is this? <laughs> like, can, you imagine this? can you imagine the GM just looking through his books like, okay, so he's got the spreadsheet open. He's like, so he's checked the no trade clause. He's like... Now you know what it now is. Now Kevin Piesca doesn't have a... The, the cells are locked, right? Who signed this? <laughs> the cells are locked and he keeps trying to delete it. He's, he's like, like, what is going on? <laughs> he's like, he's like, God damn calls it. it! Calls it his seven. He's like, you know, twenty-two-year-old assistant. What is wrong with this? <laughs> and she's like, he's got a no-trade clause. Everyone knows that. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> How drunk was I when I made that deal? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, you're pretty uh, loaded. So oh, look, God. Kevin Bieska is basically <laughs> making this really difficult, as is Ryan Kessler. So because those oh. dudes have no movement clauses. So you know what? We backed the Ryan Kessler deal back in the day, and for the first year or so, great. Yeah, not so much now. No, now, no, no. now. <laughs> so look, like uh, bottom line is this though: they need to protect Lindholm and Vatanen, and they're stuck protecting Bieska. Means Cam Fowler is exposed. Obviously, they're going to do everything they can to try and trade him by the deadline. Yes. And I'm assuming the desperation for a good defenseman throughout the lead, that will probably happen. So I think that'll prevail it, over... It will prevail. So what I think is probably appealing within the Anaheim roster, uh, they can try and, you know, repair Emerson Edom again. Um, or potentially, um, do they maybe look at Jonathan Bernier, who's actually outperformed John Gibson this year? He has. Um, who? Like, I mean... It's so funny because both when when both Bernier and Reimer at the Leafs they were screamed out of town basically, but they go to other teams and they're actually not so bad. Oh, so you're saying Toronto's terrible defense is probably more to blame? Oh, I was going to say the media situation in Toronto is probably even worse. Fuck the Maple Leafs, hey. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, I would the smart money's on taking a crack at Bernier. I think Bernier is probably what you want. At least, well, it at least gives you like if, if you're you've got building, the option to take him if other goalie options don't pan out. If I'm GMGM, I'm I'm probably building it from the back forward because we well, have to because he knows you have to pick up your demon first because you know that they're the first players that the team is gonna that every team is gonna look to protect well, because of yeah. the lack of number one and two demon. But and also he's got a better chance of assembling a respectable decor than he does a good forward group. Like the forwards will be good, but the defense can be. But really let's be good. honest, with the amount of like hotshot rookies that we've seen over the last few years, in two years you could have an absolutely sick lineup. Agree, agree <coughs> to a certain degree, but next year's draft doesn't have anyone close to a line A in Matthews or a McDavid. Yeah. So you've got to factor that in too. You we, do, we, but we, We've been spoiled over the last couple of years. Yeah, over the last three years, it's been hectic. Yeah, we've been really spoiled. <laughs> right. Let's move on to Anaheim. Yes, we've just done Anaheim, you idiot. So I mean, not Anaheim, Arizona. <laughs> Sorry. So look, the Yotes are in luck because Domi, Kraus, Chakroon, and Strom, they're all exempt from poaching because they all sit in that glorious, you guys are young and only earn your first or second season space, yes. which means you can't be taken anyway. So um, lots of teams were dodgy with that, and they split 
lots of players first year over two years. Because they've known it's coming. Yeah, so they've been really good. So yeah. like, lots of players have been protected. So that's why players yeah. like Kuzi are protected. Yeah, and then you've got Goligoski has got a no movement clause. And yep. I think you'd probably protect Michael Stone and Oliver Ekman Larson. Well, you have to because yeah. he's left. What I think you would probably grab out of here, and I know it's not a sexy name, but I think Luke Shen's probably a pretty handy D-man for you. Yeah. Um, or depending on what they do with their goalie situation, I don't think they want to keep paying Mike Smith five mil a year. No, so they might pick up Mike Smith. So, I mean, having Mike Smith and Bernier as a tandem is not a terrible idea. I kind of like poaching players from Arizona because given how close Arizona and Vegas are, what better way to start to stimulate a little beef, a little rivalry? Ah. Which well, brings us to the next we, point. We need to figure out who they're... What brings us to the next point? Do you take Shane Doan for a year? Well, that would be one, hilarious, but two probably pay off because he would bring you the leadership that you need in a brand new club. I will say though, given that the lion's share of this roster will be over 34, I don't think you're going to be lacking in veteran leadership. True, but Doan's been the head of a club for yeah, the, true. the better part of his career. So he will bring true. He'll bring that and you would then obviously see him splitting into a nice front office or coaching gig after yeah. to maintain the continuity. So that would All be right. pretty good actually. So right. he would, if, I'll play ball. I'll play ball. If you were going to pick anyone up who was above the age of 35 would be either him or Yargs. I'm going to disagree with you, but I'm not going to say who because we're going to get to them. <laughs> All right. So Cam's B's. Um, um, the Bruins have quite a few options, right? So um, Hayes, Riley Nash, um, or Wiles, um, the Millers and Morrow, uh, or, uh, the, the D-Man, obviously. So maybe Malcolm Saban. In a project sense. Yeah, I, I think he's kind of lost any appeal because his three NHL starts have been horrible. Yeah, I, I think that he needs, after seeing those starts, he obviously needs quite a, a lot more time to yeah. obviously grow. I um, think, and I, I don't know yeah. if they'll put the time in, but he, he, he might just be a minus. I think a defenseman player. is a smart play here if they're looking if for you're a. Picking anyone up from, from well, if, if, if they're just looking for a. Um, Although like like, like, said, a, like a tough shutdown dude, you get a Kevin Miller, or if you want a young, potentially good puck movie, you grab a Colin Miller. Yeah. So I, I think that's probably where you're at. They wouldn't grab John Michael Lyles because he's 35 or 36. Um, you know, Morrow is six of six or six of seven in our D-man system. So I think one of the Millers is probably your option. Um, if they want to take Jimmy Hayes, that'd be fucking great because he's been an absolute bust since coming over from Florida. True. And does Kreich have the no trade? No trade. Kreich yeah. is fine. I thought one. Does either him or Burge have one? There's both one do. Of them, they both do. Both okay. do. I, th I thought I read recently that one of them didn't, but maybe... No, I, they're both fine. Maybe don't the blog I read was wrong. Don't you worry about them. <laughs> don't yeah. you worry about our top two centers. But yeah. thank, thanks for your concern, John. No worries. So the Sabres, Molson, friends, and friends, and are probably where the money is. Falk, maybe. But that being said, I don't think anyone from the Sabres is any real doubt there. I, I think the only reason that anything gets taken from the Sabres is simply they look at it as a chance to ditch Molson's contract. Because like he actually had a good game earlier this week, right? Yeah. He but, was I mean, that, sick like two years ago. That only happens... Once, once every couple of weeks now. now so well, I think if, if you if since you, he left the Islanders like it's just been yeah. just a solid decline if you want to get rid of that Molson money um, this could be a good chance to jettison him um, but or Cody Franson could be a maybe an option I don't know it's your call I don't know I, I probably wouldn't take either of those <laughs> well you can take a player from every team so yeah so and, well they're gonna and you don't have to keep all of hard. them you can take them and then out of trading camp you can be like you know what I, GM GM's a smart guy he's gonna be picking up dudes just to trade them like he's he's so it's basically like building your team on xbox 
Yeah. You know how, so when you open a new team, you go and make an offer on everybody on the free agency <laughs> list and knowing you'll get half of them and then you'll trade them all the way to bolster your team. Yeah. So, so yeah, I, still, I, I go and grab exactly like seven dudes and then I swap six of them for like John Tavares. Yeah. And I'm like, Tavares, congratulations. You're now a Winnipeg Jet. Welcome. Because <laughs> <laughs> of course you play as the Jets. I always play as the Jets. I love the Jets. <laughs> That's my favorite uniform. You know that. I do know that. Although, uh, you know that uh, in Winnipeg, they don't have an airport. Do they really? No, they totally do. This is like, oh, I actually they actually you. didn't have paved roads until recently as well. No, you're a fuckwit. <laughs> uh, the Calgary Flames, well, there's not really a lot there because, again, like all the talent's going to be well protected. Matt Stajan's getting on in years, but he could be handy. Or Lyndon Vay, if you're willing to give him another crack. Uh, there's a lot of talk around the Flames trying to trade Dougie Hamilton at the moment, which, again, Suggests they know he's not going to be in their protected top three D men and they're mm-hmm. trying to get some picks or a return for him now. Um, if they couldn't successfully trade Dougie Hamilton, I don't know, maybe they go, Ooh, we're paying him a lot of money to be not that mad. Maybe he goes. Maybe Dougie goes to Vegas and puts on the black and gold again for a different team. Wow. 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 So jumping over to the Canes, obviously there's such a young group that there's not a lot of value there. Lee Stepniak is obviously you go to, perhaps one of the goalies, maybe Eddie Lack. Yeah. I can be stuck with Cam Ward forever. The only, uh, (laughs) Ward's been all right. I think the only real options here, like you said, Stepniak and Lack. Um, Yeah, that's all I really see coming out of there. The more interesting one is Chicago though, legitimately. There is nothing you'd take because every appealing asset is under lock and key. Yeah. Stan Bowman is Doctor Evil. He he. I, I don't want to say he's dog the boys, but I think he. Of course, he's dog the boys. He he is he is he was my my other pick for, for GM of, of the Knights, um, just because of his pure sliminess. Like he is just he's such a smooth. Like he is he is a seasoned. But don't confuse GM. smooth for slimy. He like, like he knows though he like he pulls out just the most ridiculous trades every year. And he, he, he manages to pull people, he pull just players that he should not based on, I legitimately think his selling card is, but it's the Blackhawks. And they're like, yeah, yeah okay. Well, of course. I'm, of course I want to go Palo Taser and Kane. Like, why wouldn't I? Why yeah, wouldn't I want to go Brent Seabrook and Crow? Like, of course. Yeah, so fair there's enough. definitely nothing they can do there. So move along. The Avs. So here's where there's a little bit on offer. There's plenty of third line level forwards that'll probably go unprotected in this group. Um, Bork, Soderberg, um, Grigorenko could all be an option, but um, I actually think they'll probably be one of the teams that leans towards protecting four D men because um, Boschman's got a no movement clause. So I think they'd be obviously they'd cover Barry Johnson and maybe Zadarov. Um, the real gem here though, and because it's the last year of his deal, future Hall of Famer Jerome McGinley. This is your pick for the over 35s. Well, he's going to be a free agent, right? So money talks. Like, that was proven. He was with Boston when they were in their cup window, and they said, we'll give you another one-year deal because you're old balls. Like, yeah. And your head like, looks... Like, you're still good. And your head looks just, like a ball. It does. <laughs> um, like, your head actually... Lo- his head actually legitimately he, looks like a test. And he took the three years at 15 mil with the abs. Okay, yeah, which was a great deal, by the way. Great deal. You're getting all the money, but you're not going to win. So he's got one year left in the tank, we would say. Why not do it in Vegas? Because imagine this, right? Imagine a table of old boys, and we won't name them because we'll get to it later. Yeah. And he, he would be the slogan, punting and pucking. Punting yeah. and pucking. I feel like that's got a, like an A-plus website written all over it. Gamp, let's... That sounds like, like a Tumblr. Let's register that shit. <laughs> but seriously, yeah, I, I think a Ginla would be really good. And what a cool press release angle for the Vegas Knights as well, where we would like to introduce and welcome future Hall of Famer, Jerome McGinley because I think they're going to there's going to be some production value to the announcement too I don't think they're just going to like go okay NHL.com post our roster 
They'll have a press conference and they'll be like, here is our roster. They can't possibly miss yet another perfect opportunity. Yeah. This is is A-plus marketing. And if you've got a few big dogs... Yeah, which they will, I think. Which they will. And a Ginla looks good in black and gold. He's proven he it. He does. So and I, he's a smooth-looking dude, too. I fucking love Jerome Ginla, yeah, right? he is smooth. And I'm not just talking about the shine off his dome, either. Yeah, he's just a cool He's cat. just a cool guy. I like right. him. Uh, let's do it. Right, um, so I, I, I've still got on my list of jerseys to buy is a, a Ginla Bees jersey. Ah. Uh, yeah. Feels. Yeah, All right, feels. so the CBJs is where there's some good money, I think. Uh, yeah, this is... The BJs have quite a bit, a surplus of forwards. We're talking Dubinsky, we're talking Lowell, Clarkson, um, Felino, Hartnell. Um, All with no movement clauses. I know. Ugh! So, so only those three forwards slots, right? Well, well. Let me let me let me start by saying I got some your idea. boy. I got some <laughs> idea. Straight off the top. All right, Boone protecting Wenberg. You're protecting. So that leaves you one more forward slot. Who do you protect, Atkinson or Saad? I think he let Saad go. Well, Saad was demoted to the fourth line last yeah. week. Tortorella has said he's not happy with his game. There's been issues. We know Torts loves to pick on like somebody. He does. He and does. they are paying him quite a bit of money in that deal. And they're not getting the production that they need for that. Do like, you let, you're not getting the output. The, the, the cost per goal is too well, high. Put it this way, right? Look at it like this, right? Or you protect Saad, so they poach Atkinson. Or you protect Saad and Atkinson, so they poach Wenberg. Or you protect yeah. those three and it's they a poach no win Jenner. For them at the minute. Unless Some, they trade, a, unless they yeah. trade, a good forward is coming out of this group. Yeah, it's that simple. A good forward is coming out of this group. So one of Jenner, Wenberg, Atkinson, or Saad, we believe, will be going to Vegas. And because if you look at the defense as well, um, they're obviously going to protect Seth Jones, Jack Johnson, and Zach Wierenski, right? Mm-hmm. Which means then, obviously, that the others are up for auction. Well, David Savard's kind of an underrated blue liner. Um, and then the other thing is, too, um, San Gagne is on the... Um, he's just on a one-year deal, like a really cheap and affordable deal with the Blue Jays, too. So he'll be an unrestricted free agent. So, again, they could throw some cash at him. So you get to take one player off each roster, right? It's the option for one player. Option for, but... The free agents are as well as. Yeah, so free agents are uh, open slather. Um, so I've also got yeah. tough guy Dalton Prout, who we're big fans of. Well. Just because the name, because Swayze Roadhouse. Boom! Um, <laughs> yeah. But look, all, all in all, looking at that, you can only protect three of those four forwards. I would be super. If I was Vegas and I got any one of Jenna, Wemberg, Atkinson, or Saad, you're either getting a really good winger or a pretty solid center. Or you go the other way and you could bolster your deep. But there's better D men than David Savard available. I think you go the forward. Yeah, if, I mean, there's there's good money there. I mean, either way, if you're if you're walking away with Saad, Atkinson, or Jenner, it's a good day. Yeah, fantastic day. Like Bruin Jenner is solid. He's solid second third line. He I'd take him you. just for the jersey. Boom, yeah. Jenner. <laughs> All right, Dallas Stars. So here's here's this one. I think the Stars are interesting and some good money here. Well, and they're, they're going to be. I think this group will be broken up because of this expansion draft. Well, Hemsky, Hudler, and Eaves are all value-add forwards, right? I actually would really like Patrick Eaves as like a third-line center for mm-hmm. Vegas. I quite like that. Um, Dan Hamwish, Jamie Alexiak, and Geordie Ben will go unprotected likely on the blue line as well. Yes. I don't think they'll take Geordie um, Ben. Hamus, I think... They wouldn't let Geordie Ben go, Jamie. He'd have a tartar. He would. Um, I think Hamus, they'll probably see him go... But I mean, he's he's really just. A, They've tried a, to trade Alexiak. Before he's just too. a depth guy, though. So yeah, I mean, GMGM knows what he's doing. Right? Would you want to hear something interesting? Do you know whose contract finishes at the end of this year? Patrick Sharp. Ah. Patrick so Sharp. He's a free agent, though, so they don't need to protect him. Well, here's the thing, though. Look, he's a free agent. They won't need to protect him. However, 
And look, he's a big part of what Dallas does and they love him there and they will probably throw a fat contract at him to keep him, right? So will Las Vegas. You know who would have a fucking ripper time in Vegas? Your Patrick boy Sharpie. <laughs> you got to think, think about it though. Like, think of all the non-married, uncompromised, uncompromised chicks that he can bang. Oh, man. Totally guilt-free. Like, Well, apart from the fact that he's married with children. Yeah, but I mean... He doesn't care about that. He's he obviously he's, doesn't care he, about he's that. He's demonstrated that. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> like banging all of his teammates' wives. So that's something to factor in as well. Like, keep, just I keep, like keep sh- that in the... Look, sh- I Sharpie think, liking a good time is enough for him to go. <laughs> Dallas will give him a good offer. Yeah. However... But that being said, he's a free agent, so they don't need to protect him. They can just offer him That's not what I'm saying, though. They, they could turn around and go, we're going to pay you overs to keep mm. you because you're a big part of what we do. And then Vegas says, we're going to pay you overs yeah, yeah. to keep you. Or yeah. to get you. Well, I think they're going to get in a scenario with him, though, because it's it's one of those they don't need to keep it. Like, they, it's good to have him there, right? But they can offer him, but they, then they can just back pocket that and assume that he'll take the deal. So he can play it both ways. George McPhee is the most powerful man in hockey right now, and here's why. Because we live in the cap era, right? And That's every right. other team is suffering through a cap crunch. Everyone. Everyone, like, so tight. Like, there's, there's teams with, like, $400,000 available. Like, they can't even call dudes up from the minors and shit, right? Yeah, dude. Like, like the LA Kings are fucked. Like, it's that simple. Depending on how cunty McPhee's feeling. And he is super, super cunty, by the way. He could be throwing offers at dudes just to raise their price to price that team out of the next Contention dude. for the next So, guy. let's say let's say the stars are like, Sharpie, we love you. We're going to give you three more years at six mil a year. And he goes, I'll give you eight. And they're like, well, fuck, we can't lose him. We'll give you 8.1. And he's like, cool. You now can't afford to re-sign Hemsky, Hudler, Eaves. Yeah, which may, which then allows GM, GM, GM to pick up one or even two of those them. dudes. So he's and it's an, in his interest to keep. He's enough of a scumbag from, to be doing that shit. Yeah, he's enough of a scumbag to be doing that shit because people will say old boys club. You don't want to burn your bridges. He's like, I've been he fucking. Give a fuck. I've been burnt before. I've been he kicked could, out before. I've been jobless before. That's right. Now they're setting me up in Las Vegas. Let's be so. Keep in mind. He has not had a job since he's been fired from the Caps, which Correct. was two years ago. Yep. Two whole seasons. He, he has not worked once. He doesn't give a fuck he about loyalty in the boys' club. Nah, man. He's, he's all about it. He's, that makes him he's, dangerous. He's cutting and fucking running. He's Teams a, should be afraid of him, man. He's a renegade. All right, so let's. Let, where are we up to? Uh, the Detroit Oh, Red yes. Wings. So there's, there's a lot of money here that... Uh, I think there's good money. In... Is there good money or is this me just saying outlandish shit? What? I don't know because, I mean, they obviously... A lot of their key players, they've got locked down, so it makes it hard to to pull, you know, a Dylan Larkin style because Look, obviously he's too young. None of those young guys are getting poached. May I put forth what I think's going to happen? Of course you can. Does an aging Henrik Zetterberg part ways with the winged wheel? He's thirty-four, going on thirty-five. He costs them a lot of money. And he hasn't been great this year. He hasn't been great, and they are in the midst of a full-blown youth movement. They've got. Um, they've got Nyquist, Tata, Abdul Kader, Larkin, uh, Double yeah. A, Anthony Mantha. That's huge. Right? Is this a chance to get rid of Zetterberg's contract? Well, his contract is huge. He's on like Ovi money. So. I think it's seven million. Yeah, it's or, big, or, or around. It's that. around. It's the seven to eight mil like, on, top let, tier. Let me check. Right. That so for you. letting him go, not a bad idea. Does come with an issue though, because I think if you can, this is where you probably grab yourself a goalie. Well, yeah, you can take either Howard or Morazak. I, I mean, the, I think the smart money is probably on Morazak because he's younger. We are assuming though that whichever goal. He, here's the interesting position for Detroit though, 
because they thought they were going to have a really clear-cut number one by this stage and they could just ditch the other one. It's Last not year, Mrazic killed it. Howard stunk. This year, Howard's killing it. Mrazic stinks. They don't know. No. And, and, and they've got the unfortunate... Uh, I guess this is a similar position that the Leafs were in, like when Bernier was stinking, Reimer was okay, and then they were just... And it, that one of them just go on a stinker all of a sudden. Same thing here. So, I mean, I think it's a rough call, but I, I, I can see one of the goalies leaving here. Look, I think if they can't trade one of the goalies by the um, uh, by the trade deadline, then yeah, you're right. It's, yeah, it's one of the goalies goes. But I kind of like the story behind Zetterberg. Mm. There, I, there's so many stories here. I, I'm just waiting for them all. I, I, they're, they're all gonna. They're all gonna. It's all gonna be magic soon. It's all, all right. gonna be magic. Only the Oilers. So the young average age of the Oilers means a large chunk of their uh, forward groups already exempt from being grabbed. So where do you look? Uh, look at I'd, the back end. Where I'd say you might assume, look, Oscar Clefbaum and uh, Adam Larson are probably going to get protected. I'd say that frees up Griffin Reinhardt for you. That's probably who I'm grabbing from the Oilers. Yeah. Day. Um. How many years does Talbot have left for his contract? Uh, Two? Yeah, but he's been really good this year. That just won't happen. So I, th- I think Griffin Reinhardt, you get there. True. Uh, and the Panthers, again, horde of protected youngsters on the books here. So I'm grabbing Yargs. Of course you're grabbing Yargs. So well, you don't even need Yargs, to. Yargs is essentially a hired gun. He is essentially... He he is he is now like a hired gun from the Old West. He is, he is, he's going to any team that will pay him money to do something related to ice hockey. Well, here's the thing, right? It's that simple. He's you, going. This is the last year of his deal. So they can grab Yuggs as a free agent. They can go, hey, man, we're going to give you $5 million to come and be another future Hall of Famer for the Las Vegas Golden Knights. Yeah, well, I think that and they be- need to pick at least one of these outlandish old dudes. Well, here's the thing. Them. Because they grab him as a free agent, right? And so it's separate from the whole protective thing. Yeah. The player they take out of the protected or non-protected pool is either Roberto Luongo or James Reimer. Yeah. So, so if they I mean, protect the Luongo, the they take Optimus Rhyme. If they protect Optimus Rhyme, they take Roberto. Yeah. Not a fucking bad goaltending option thus far. No, Potentially, a... you're going to so... have your pick of Bernier, Luongo, Reimer. Mrazek. Mrazek, maybe Eddie Lack. Lack yeah. So, again, that's... And I, I think that they're not going to have a starting goalie. I think they're going to have a tandem to kick off. Like, because I, I, trying to pull a starter away from a team is going to be really hard. Can I say one thing? How good would it be to see Rick Lundquist as the goalie Fuck, for Vegas? That would be unreal. Because you can mount a crown on his goalie helmet yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah, really yeah. be King Henry. Can you, can you imagine, though? Ah. He's, he's so perfectly slick that it almost works, right? He could definitely move into a role as like a racketeer for a Vegas mob post-hockey. Dude, he looks like he, he, he almost would be like a cooler... Like you know what I mean? Like for yeah, like okay. a fucking like for like a pit boss. Yeah. And send him out there, and he's so slick and so smooth. Yeah. Like, no one notices. Everyone's just dazzled by the smile. They're like, oh, is, that, <laughs> is, is that the king? Is like, like yes. Hey baby. <laughs> How you All doing? Right. <laughs> LA Kings. Now the Kings have a couple options here too. The first and most obvious is they expose Dustin Brown and his rubbish contract. Here's the hot tip: no one's taking it, and he stays. No one wants it, <laughs> so he stays. I've got another controversial option here. Do you expose Marion Gabarik? Um, for the lack of he, uh, regular he, season production. He doesn't have a no-movement clause. He only shows mm-hmm. up in the playoffs, and the chances of the Kings being in the playoffs consistently for the next year or two... Not happening. Quite so let slim. him go. And he's aging, so I think it's... He's an 34. It's an opportunity to let him walk out. 34, and it costs him $7 million a year. Give him Gabarik. Smart money. Do you know what the Kings could do with $7 million? So much. Fucking heaps. So, and you know who, who needs money the most in the league right now? 
LA Kings. LA Kings. You know what they need? Fucking goalie for days. Yeah. You had it, you had it here first, boys. Marion Gabarik. Yeah, I Unprotected. think, yeah, Let him go. He's going. I don't like him anyway. You know that Winter Classic yeah. series when he was with the Rangers? Yeah. I wasn't he sold was on him. Douchebag. He's a douchebag. Yeah, douchebag. Seriously, let the jacket get fucked. I know, right? Come on, man. No time for that. <laughs> You're 34, man. All right. Minnesota Wild. <laughs> All right, so this is definitely a top four D-man. Yes. You are diving deep. This is a big one. Um, I think they'll be locking down Sutter, um, Broden, Dumba, obviously, which makes Spurgeon available. Or they lock down Spurgeon, makes Dumba available, or they lock down Dumba and make Broden. Either way, you've got a D-man coming out of Minnesota. It's that simple. Well, here's the thing, right? If the Wild opted to protect four of those guys, so they protected um, Suda, Broden, Dumba, and Spurgeon, then um, they're, they're significantly exposing themselves up front because if they could only protect four forwards, someone could end up poaching. And here's the list. You could it's poach huge. anyone from Zucker and Hula through All the way Stoll down to and Koivu. Exactly. So if you lose... Niederreiter if, would be exposed. Exactly. Charlie Coyle Dude, might be up for grabs. If I'm looking at this, Zucker, Zucker and Koivu, as well as Stahl, like... That's huge. Like that's their their whole top line. Get, so first and second lines are exposed right now. Get Koivu, and the <laughs> average age of my top line could be like forty. 40. <laughs> yeah, but what a haircut! Like, look that he's he Clip. he is a man. Yeah, that has some very very pale skin. Very inert. <laughs> but do you do you agree on that though? Like, I think they've got. Look, the Wild have problems at the moment, and they're not scoring a lot. They and they, they be, and they they do need to do something need about to be it. However, I think. You can't risk exposing a lot of those forward kids because there is some good talent there that just needs the a little more time. That yeah, they've, done, they've not managed it well enough to lock in enough no trade clauses. Yep, they're going. They're they're seeing talent walk out. The only thing the that'll throw a spanner in the works here is is again obviously there's been significant talk about trading Matt Dunbar leading yeah. into the trade deadline, which and we did, which we did preface year. the segment with. Yeah, so so teams it, will trade to protect. Um, and they'll they'll trade to I guess I, I think we're going to also see um, teams trying to psych out GMGM by trading yeah. to take them off his radar. Yeah, um, but here's the thing though, right? He, that's definitely one of the teams. He's a slime ball, right? We've covered that, dude. So he, here's the, it, he knows the game. So like, let, let's say up. you're the Wild, right? And you're like, rather than lose Dunbar for nothing, we're going to trade him to a team desperate for defense, right? We're going to trade him to the LA Kings. For a pick. Yeah. Right. Or two. Or and right. And so he goes, okay, cool. That's the game you want to play. You're gonna trade him to the LA Kings for a pick. And so then he looks at the Kings roster and goes, Right. If you've just traded for Matt Dunbar, you're protecting him. And you're protecting Dowdy. Yeah. And you're protecting Muzzin. He's like, Cool, I'm taking Tyler to Foley. Yeah, that's it. Or I'm taking Dwight King. Yeah. It's a a simple sale for him. Like he's a smart man, and more importantly, he—you know—he's got his checkbook out, and he's starting to do the math. I—I feel like people think hockey is bigger than it is, and I'm not saying like it obviously makes a lot of money and blah blah blah, but I think they feel like it's a bigger, like, like phenomenon than it is. Like it's a bigger community because what these people need to remember is. For every team that says, right, we're going to hide this dude from GMGM and move him here, he's like, Julie noted, fuck you, I'm going to take this dude and I'm going to poach the dude from that team. Or he's a smart dude. Like I said, the Wild are like, we're going to trade Dunbar to protect him to the Kings. He calls the Kings and says, I want Dunbar. I'm going to give you this. I'm going to give you a better pick for it, right? So let's say let's say the Wild end up copying a third rounder for Dunbar, right? And then he goes, I'm going to give you a second rounder back for Dunbar. Fuck you, Minnesota. Yeah, I, I think there's going to be so many cloak and dagger 
tactics like in the next few months like the next two trade deadlines are going to be the best like mid-year trade. We, we love trade oh, deadline and, and free agency, and, but, but this trade shit's deadline, going off. Trade deadline leading up to an expansion draft. Yeah. That could be the best thing that's happened to us since we started the podcast. Calling, it actually could be. Calling it now, what we need to do is we should host the day that free agency and the trade deadline opens up, like barbecue. Yeah. And just sit down and track it and just like... Just get it done. Shot every time a ridiculous move gets There's made. Or so many teams are going to be playing chicken with GMGM. Like, like let, let's. I wouldn't want to play chicken with that dude. By the no, way, no, no, he he's got it, mate. Like, this is a guy that traded Forsberg for nothing. He doesn't give a fuck. I'm also picturing his office to be like crushed velvet floor to ceiling. No, this, like I, I've seen it. This is how I see it, right? Having dealt with him as a GM for years, I see it as all perfect concrete, like the Batcave, like dull. He's sitting at the end of a really long corridor and it's just, he's like More a fucking like, Bond like villain. Get smart. Yeah, he's like, it's a, he's basically a Bond villain and he's, he's a Bond villain you don't want to fuck with. I'm into it. Hey, um, I want to grab this one really quickly because this is my well, this is my my core outlandish one. But I don't think it's far off because there's some big big money here, and I think this is a this is one that GMGM is going to be staring at for a long time because he's got, it's basically a kid in candy shop scenario here. So for those of you that know your alphabet, <laughs> yeah. we are up to the Montreal Canadiens. Um, <laughs> so for those of you who can read, <laughs> I love outlandish calls. Here's another one. I believe the Habs will go protect Galchenik, Shaw, Gallagher, Byron, Mitchell, Radulov, and maybe Placanic. Which and leaves... And they're going to expose Pacioretty for the following reasons before you yell at me. He and Coach Terrian do not get along. They don't. The Montreal media has savaged him. He many, has, many times. He has been called the worst captain in recent history. Which he, is rough, by the way. <laughs> he is a US-born player. Yeah. Living in a French-Canadian market. There is Who hate him. Who hate him? That yeah. can't be a great time. No, for and he's a family man. He's got like three kids. And he's a family man, so he's obviously going to bounce. Well, so but that being said, though, if it's not him, it's Placanic. If it's not him, it's Placanic, which is another good win. <laughs> there's, there's your second line center. <laughs> or up. if it's not Placanic, you get Tori Mitchell or fucking Tori Mitchell's. No, nah, that won't be Galchenyuk. It'll be it'll be Tori Mitchell, who is a super underrated third line center in my opinion. So. But, He's, the, he's this how you is get where you're picking. This is, this is your second line center. Well, he, here's how you get patches, right? If he's not willing just to leave him exposed, because the Habs don't want to publicly admit that it's a fucking hostile environment, right? No. Here's where GMGM says, all right, I'm going to give you my top six pick. Straight up for patches. Yeah, done. I'll, I'll give you pick six in a week draft for patch already. Yeah, and, and then patches comes over as captain. And the Montreal, Let's throw a C the on Montreal media says... Oh my God, we've landed a, a, a top round pick. It's going like to be the best thing ever. We've, we've, land, we've landed a top six pick in a yeah. year. Oh my God, we're geniuses. That, 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 we, that we wouldn't have even got a first rounder pick. Yeah, yeah. Probably going to the Stanley Cup at this rate. Yes, true. Yep. And then they're going to be hailed we as the like smartest geniuses. move in the world. In and a you've poor off, draft and you've class. Offloaded, you've offloaded Patches. Yeah. Patches becomes a captain of the, the Vegas Knights. Yep. They throw an A on Shane Doan. They throw an A. <laughs> they, <laughs> and they make, you know, Shea Weber becomes the captain of the Habs. Of course. Which, which actually makes sense. So, Patches is your big one. Yeah. They're either going to expose him or they're going to throw the pick at him and get him. Yeah. And you watch, he will have new life breathed into him and he will fucking He will dominate. go off. He will go off. He's already a legend though. I don't understand why they hate him so much. He's been playing on the third line at the moment. This is this is a management situation. He's this not a third bad. line winger. That's <laughs> not his job. <laughs> He's a fucking... Uh, 
Rough. So Nashville Predators. Here's another one of the teams where they're going to protect four defenders because their yes, defensive group to. is top notch. And this is this is a team that has been defensively minded since Jump Street. So yeah. So they're protecting Span, Yossi, Ekholm, and Ellis. Yes. So that leaves you with Wilson, Forsberg, Neil, and Rijo. Maybe you can swap one of them out. So I reckon we you s- grab Victor Arvidsson here. Yeah. I like him. Or do you pick up Mike Fisher? You do pick up Mike Fisher, but remember he's 36 and he's married to Miss Nashville, Carrie Underwood. He might just so retire he, rather than leave Nashville. True. Or he might take the one of the, the you know the free agent routes and yeah. maybe he might go somewhere else. He might go somewhere closer. That's true. That's true. Well, on to the Devils because there's not much there. I actually quite like Keith Kincaid because he'll obviously protect Corey Schneider. I don't mind Kincaid as a backup goalie. He's, he's quite good. Yeah. So, I mean, there's there's lots of good money in backup goalies, but I think starters is going to be hard to come by. So, yeah. somewhat one of the one of these groups who are like well, mid-tier... Well, it ties into your tandem comment. It does. So, it's tandem. either a tandem or a mid-tier guy is going to step up throughout the season and that's going to be the pick. Well, it's funny you say that because the Isles is the same thing. It'll yeah. be Grice or Halak will be available. Yeah. Or maybe you look at like a Josh Bailey or something. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean both of those goalies, uh, if I'm looking at that and I'm desperate for a goalie, I'm taking Grice because Halak's too old. Well, while we're talking about end starting teams, the Rangers, I reckon you're protecting Kreider, Stepan, VC, Hayes, Grabner, and Miller. Yeah. And you leave that protected slot for, uh, you've got one slot left over for Zuccarello, Nash, and Lindberg. My bad. They're going to proceed with moving Rick Nash for a D-man, yep. which means you don't have to worry about that because then they'll protect said dead D-man within the three D-man Yeah. And then Zooks goes. And then they'll poach. Or... Uh, Vegas or, will help themselves to Zooks. Zooks. Or, or Lindbergh goes as well. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I think there's going to be so much movement this year. I think we're going to see um, so much just paranoia movement, like, yeah. based on will GMGM go after them? Because I, you he's know that he's going to... Yeah, he's he's going to be sitting there thinking, this is fucking great. Like, there's no way around it, right? Well, so I got into an argument with this one today with someone too because they were saying, Bobby Ryan's got a no-movement clause. That's actually not true. His movement contractual wording rolls over prior to the trade deadline and prior to this draft really? and he becomes available. Well, there's a few dudes that have those, so it's going to be interesting to look back um, because we might see some guys that we've, we've, we've misscoped based on the wording of their contract. So, I mean, in this... I went back and reviewed it before I came over tonight. Ah, Nothing looked good. That's, that's nice. That's Bobby good. Ryan, American-born, paid a lot of money and he's not living up to that money. Could be another good fit for Vegas. Could be a great fit. And I, I think, he, and he's he's not quite the marquee player, but he's good enough. He's good enough, isn't he's he? He's good enough. He's good enough. If if you're wanting an ultra aggressive golem looking D man, Borowiecki will probably be available yep. as well. And, like, um, and Chris Wiedemann. Yeah, but I don't know. I, I feel like Bobby Ryan is probably the smart move there. I, I think mean, Bobby's the smart. I move. think if if GMGM's staring at it, like he's not a stupid man. He's he's obviously looking at. He'd be have to be looking at Bobby Ryan. There's no one else there. Yeah. Well, with the Flyers, too, here's another chance to get a D-man because, obviously, they're going to protect the Ghost Bear and Provorov and probably Gudis. Well, they won't even have to protect Ghost Bear because he's the second Oh, the rookie. young guys, yeah. Well, here's the thing. So, that's right. So, Ghost Bear and Provorov will be protected already, right? Yeah. Um, or exempt, I, I should say. So, you protect Gudis, you protect Del Zotto. You can probably get either Andrew McDonald or Mark Street. And before anyone says, oh, Street's really old. He's also still really he's good, Still though. really good and would provide some good veteran yeah. leadership and on a new, let's a be newly honest. assembled defensive group. Veteran D-man can play well into their 40s. And they have for or quite a long time. Or about to 40. Yeah, yeah. Chara's still doing it. Burns is going to be signed for his right. 40. 
You know what's interesting, and this one's annoying me. Everyone keeps saying Mark Andre Flurry's the goalie. No, he's not so. going to be the goalie. No, he's His, got a full no trade clause though, which he would have to have. Here's what's going to happen, right? Um, the Pens are going to hang on to both goalies this year, yeah, and they're going to ride them as a tandem, and yes. they're going to win the Stanley Cup and go back to back. Nice. And he will broker an off the books deal with GM GM to say, leave my goalies the fuck alone. Yeah. And in exchange, I will give you, you one of my kids post this cup win. I will give you like a Kunuckle or a Rust or like a mm. Benino or something like that. Stay the fuck away from them yeah, yeah. until we win this next cup. Yeah, and keep on keep in mind. Don't force my hand until we've won this next keep cup. Keep in mind that some like a lot of his legends are their contracts are finishing up at the uh, the the very end of this season. Well so. you know who is grabbing in the berg, don't you? Yeah. Chris yeah, Kunitz, Kunitz, that coattail riding motherfucker. But that being said, he can ride a good coattail, but that be he is actually a solid hockey player. He's an effective third line winger. He hits a lot. He'll probably make a really good um for checking, dude, he'll probably fill a good second to third line role. Yeah, he's going. Uh, I mean, I've seen lots of. I've, I've also seen a few things kicked around about Malkin. Full no trade clause. True, but, I but mean, which is which is so funny. Like I've been reading a lot on the internet about dudes who are obvi- like about articles where like this guy's obviously going, but they don't know anything about the contract. cap situation. Do you know what could be really interesting though? If Malkin agrees to waive his trade clause, he too could be eligible for the whole. We will give you the fifth pick in this year's draft. Yeah, one for one for Mister Malkin. Yeah. Again, which makes perfect sense because then you've got your marquee player and he will go st- and the pens instead of free running up the second a line. Boatload of cap space oh, to sign their kids. He's on like eight mil, right? So then he can go straight up to he will he they'll they'll GMGM will play it off. If I was him, I would play it off as you can stop riding in in Crosby's um, coattails. You can you, you we will take you. You can be our, our starting center. You can be our, go straight to the top line because we believe you deserve top line minutes, not Come in, second line. You're our number one, and Pittsburgh get eight million dollars to give all their dudes a pay rise. Yeah, perfect. It's a great sitch. So Patches or Malkin, I would love to see him bet yeah. with his balls. Throw that first round pick at him. It does. It does require waving of certain clauses, but I do think. That if that that would be a it'd be a good move. I mean, I think the article was right, but that being said, yeah, um, it's I I feel like lots of players are going to be sat down over yeah. the next twelve months, and the, the discussion will be: do not wave. We want to keep you. This is the discussion. For we're sure. Have. Two things in San Jose, right? They're going to protect Brent Burns. They're going to protect uh, Vlasic, and they are going to protect. Oh my God! What's Burns's defensive partner's name again? Martin. Yeah. Um, that's going to expose Justin Braun. Yeah. Super underrated D-man. Mm-hmm. The other one is here too. This is the last year of Marlowe's deal. He'll be a free agent. So he'll probably make a move. Chuck him two years at They've six mil. They've been trying to bring get rid of down. him anyway. They've been trying to get rid of him. Let him just become a fully unrestricted free agent and swoop in and go, hey, Pat, two years, six mil a year, come down to Vegas. Yeah, and you can swing second, third line. It's great. He could be their top line left wing if they don't get Max Patch ready. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it makes perfect sense to me, right? St. Louis, there's not a lot going on there, to be honest, because uh, every major piece of their roster can be protected because dudes like Fabry and Pareko are already exempt. Yes. Um, I would probably look at Carl Gunnison as a D-man. That's probably it. Yeah, I don't think there's a lot of money there. Um, So very clearly, if we're looking at Tampa Bay, 
Tyler Johnson's making the move. There's no doubt about that. Well, they, they become the third team in this scenario where, again, there's dudes that are due for pay rises and there's dudes that have just got fat pay well, rises. There's, there's lots of dudes in the league who are due for pay rises that, frankly, aren't going to get them with the cap Where space. they are. That's, it's that and Tyler right. Johnson's that dude with Stamkos getting what he got, Kucherov yeah. getting what he got, and then Victor Hedman getting what he got. It's not happening to Tyler him, right? Johnson isn't going to get what Tyler he's, Johnson deserves. He's the last of the triplets, and it's, unfortunately, you're the last one out. <laughs> it's, I it's, think, it's again, GM, GM. Go, hey, man. Yeah, he, uh, there's there's a backroom deal here, you right? Call, here's what you do. You call Stevie Eisenman now, and you say, Steve, I know what you're going to do. Uh, Stevie. And that is, and that is you were, you were going to trade Tyler Johnson at the trade deadline, so you get some return from him rather than being an unrestricted free agent. Hang How on, about? Hang on to him. Yeah. Imagine if... Imagine if... Imagine if I gave you... The fifth overall pick. My fifth... Yeah, maybe maybe I give it... Or maybe I give you fifth... Um, 35. And he goes... And then Stevie Y goes, you know what? Yeah. Yeah, I like that. That, that feels pretty good. That offer that. for all three of those teams really floats my boat. I feel like that he's going... Like, with a weak draft class, Jam Jam is not afraid to not make a pick. And so here, he here's the thing too, right? It's actually good for a team like the Bolts, who are a legitimate cup contender this year. Again. Because the East is them and the Pens, right? Yeah. Tyler Johnson is fantastic and he's going to help your team. Wouldn't you rather have him pass the trade deadline and into the playoffs than get pressured into offloading him at the trade deadline? Yeah. Have the conversation with GMGM and say, we're not going to trade him, we're going to keep him, we're going to go all in on this cup, and then he's going to walk as an unrestricted free agent. And you can pick him up. Fucking hell. Pick him up for nothing. Or we, we say pick him up for nothing... But really, we do a sign and trade with him. Yeah. So, so what he yeah, would do, yeah. what he would do is, like, it'd, it'd, it'd be like flick. Tyler Johnson will sign a. Tyler Johnson graciously accepts a bridging yeah, yeah. deal with the Tampa Bay Lightning one yeah. year for four million dollars under market value. What's he going to do next? There sign he goes. and trade. See here's, you later. So here's a hot tip for the, those of you playing at home: anyone signing a bridging deal suspiciously in the next six to eight months is walking to Vegas. Correct. Like it's that simple. A bridging deal is a is a sign and trade deal. Um, that GM GM's been involved in. Simple yep. as that. That is that is that's the conversation bar none. That there is there is no way um, because they're like let, let's run through the list. Like Kalorn, Druan, Kucherov, Palat, Callahan, Stamkos, Fipula, they're all being protected. Like yep. there's no way you don't you don't keep that core together for at least another two to three years. It's that simple. So he's yep. he's out the door. We don't bother with Toronto and Vancouver. There's honestly like the only player I would touch there would be Derek Dorset. Yeah. <laughs> um, seriously, I'm not even trying to be funny. Washington's really interesting though. This is who we have to give up. A wealth, at least a D man. At least a D man. So well, who have you got who's your D man? So you've got Olov, Carlson, Olsner, Niskanen, Orpik. Um, we will lose at least Niskanen or Orpik or both. Well, no, you can only protect three of them because you've got way too many good forwards to only protect four of them. Yes. Because even dudes like Ovi yes. don't have no trade clauses. Uh, no, Ovi... he doesn't. I've already checked his contract. Ah, there yeah. you go. No, I no, thought no, he did no, have one. Just because Maybe it expired. Maybe dumb to move him. Um, yeah. Well, so no one's going to pay so for him. So you're going to protect three D-men and I think it'll be probably Olsner... Um, Carlson and then one of Niskanen and Orpik, which means I think Olsner will fall. Ols, will fall out of that list, and you'll see Niskanen come up. So Olsner and Orpik won't be protected. So you'll see either one of, of those guys going. So Olsner or Olov? Uh, Olov's too young. Uh, I don't. Th- I think he will maybe still under the rookie deal, um, which is kind of lucky for him. So I mean, the caps are. I checked. Really? Yep, available. Well, there you go. So that being said, I mean, there's too much. There's too much big money. In They're there. getting one of them. They're getting one of your D men, and it's any simple. any of the Caps' top five D men is probably going to be a top pair in Vegas. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I'm I'm not super cut if Orpik goes. I'm fucking super pissed off if Niski walks out. I don't think it'll be Orpik because there's a bit of age on him. So I think it'll be. I think Niskanen's on the tr- on the block here. All so, all of or Niski. Yeah, I mean, there's no way they're letting Carl's go. Like Carl, I mean, all of they might just as a as a as a token gesture. Like, but that being said, GMGM has a thorough and close to the heart knowledge of the Capitals roster. Correct. And he knows he knows who's good and he will poach a Jay Beagle for nothing. He Correct. Will, he will poach uh, uh, um, a Marcus Johansson who is a free agent at the end of the year for nothing. He will he will poach a uh, Nick, Nicholas Backstrom for nothing. So keep keep an eye out for the Do you reckon he'll fucks. play the relationship card and gut you guys in a year? He will he he's going to fuck us. Really? I'm super I'm watching it happen. You know what? I'm actually not. If 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 he if he tears down Washington, I'm fucking all in on Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I should have put a sixth. If GMGM fucks me, I'll leave. I'll leave too. Too. <laughs> hey, um, the maybe la- I'll alter after the show. The last team on our list is the Winnipeg Jets, and I was a little shocked to hear that they're considering not protecting Matthew Perot. Yeah, I'm, dude. I really like him, but apparently no one Matty else P does. For, I've been about Matty P since he was our third line center, and to be honest. Them making the decision to not protect young talent like that is ridiculous. Well, I would have thought this the sensible thing would be to not protect uh, Alexander Bermastrov, who's apparently fallen out of favour. But yeah, apparently Matthew Perot is the one that they're willing to let walk. I think he'd be a really good addition. Yeah, there's a, he, he is definitely going. And 100%, like, I think some teams are going to probably, through misguided ambition or... I guess faith in the players will not protect guys um, based on the fact that they think that it's not that that player is not a target. GMGM's a smart dude. He's a, he's a former scout. He knows what's up. He's definitely going to be taking good dudes that teams don't protect out of whatever the misplaced trust is and swoop in. And he's swooping in all day. All right. So based off all that information. And again, keep in mind we're here, we're <laughs> so here in November. This is the first. If we should, we're gonna definitely going to keep this because yeah. I would real. I'm really keen to, to see, see how, how it goes. Like I think that. I mean, I think some of it we're bang on, and some of it's pretty pie like, in the sky. Like, but, I mean, to be honest, we we've picked a lot of older guys. That being said, like you have to, GMGM does place a lot of faith in, in his veterans. Like he is it like. He will take a, a, a veteran over a younger, not proven dude. Here's the thing, too. A lot of people say this is some pie in the sky shit. What you need to remember, dude, it's a bit of fun. Bet, well, but, come on. But, but Batman and the NHL have been very heavily criticised for taking a team to Las Vegas. Yes, they have it in their absolute best interest to make sure this works. It there cannot be, fail. There will be very stern conversations. With Absolutely, the general managers saying, you know what. If you want the next collective bargaining agreement to go in your favor and not towards the players, help a brother out. Help a brother out That's and right. make sure the Vegas team is competitive. There's 100% they must be competitive day one. They cannot be easy beats. Yep. Like this is this is not uh, if, if if teams are blowing Vegas out 10-1, people aren't going. Yeah, it's that simple. Like, you're not going to get celebs sitting on the well, You're not going to get local happening. fans, and that's a problem. No. Well, Once there are no local fans. It's going to be transient well, fans. Not, not entirely true. So I've been doing some looking into this. Cost of living in Las Vegas very low. That's true. Surprisingly good public education system in the good suburbs. High, empo- uh, high employment high rate. High employment rate. Lots of transient people. I actually think, and because of the low cost of living, expenses like hockey tickets are suddenly more affordable. 
Oh, of course. And with a brand new stadium. And with a brand new stadium, which is very, very nice. It's nice to have a brand new stadium. So a, a brand new stadium, no matter who you stick there, they do well because of the new stadium. Correct. The new digs so helps. The first year is easy. The yeah. second year is okay. If they're getting blown out 10-1 in year three, they're fucked. And like, for, uh, first six months, they need to be super competitive. Yep. Like, this is... So the last... I mean, let, let's, let's talk hilarious expansion drafts that we can think of like I, I think of the one that immediately comes to mind of two dog shit teams that enter the league at exactly the same time Buffalo Sabres Vancouver Canucks they entered the league both at the same time in the 70s how hilarious is that yeah two teams still haven't won a cup still shit no success they can't repeat it needs to be well, they a, did a good job with the Ducks did a great job with the Ducks. The Panthers had some success, went shit for ages. Yeah. They're on the way back. But up. again, can't hockey, again, hockey runs in cycles, right? But they need to set up a powerhouse. That, it's that simple. Well, they have to. And they're the first major sport to have a team in Vegas. It can't fail. They cannot. Like, this is... It's... This is forward thinking at its best. And, I mean, full credit to the boys. I think they've done a, a good job in general. Like, I mean, based off our rankings of just what we've got so far, logo, team motto, and <laughs> motif, etc. Later on, probably, what, a six and a half from us in general? Let's go a seven. Let's go a seven. Let's go a Not seven. bad, right? Like, that's pretty good. Like, that's, a that's, probably, that's, a that's a B. That's a B. That's a yeah. B. Like, that, that's a pass in pretty much everything I've ever done. So, that's pretty good. All right. Well, look, based off the information we've put forth tonight, the, Mine fol- projections. the following could be... A legitimate team. So let's let's roll the top line. Top line, left to right, left wing, Max Pacioretty. Santa Tyler Johnson. Right wing, you could have a Brandon Saad or a Yaramir Yaga. Imagine, imagine. So second line, you've got Marlow, Zetterberg, Kovalchuk. Let's chime in. You guys are saying, hang on, wait, 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 what? What are you talking about? That's called a surprise attack because Kovalchuk is nearing the end of his time in the KHL if he so chooses. What does that mean, Cam? <sighs> The way he dogged the Devils and left the oh, NHL. Every t- every single GM has it out for him. It's that simple. Means the other GMs in the league need to agree to him so re-entering the league. That's that's actually there's a there's a contract where they all have to they agree. They have to sign. Yeah, yeah. In Do, order for him to come back. Does so Mr. Bettman sit down with the GM? There's GMs an embargo on COVID. And say, <laughs> hey guys, you know how Alexander Radulov came back to the NHL this year and he's, he's lighting it up for it. the Habs? And it's a great story and everyone loves it. And we're probably seeing an increased viewership in Russia again and all that shit. All that stuff. We need to bring our boy back. We want Kovalchuk back and we want yeah. him to join our new franchise. And yes, I understand your butt hurt. But remember, CBA conversations. Maybe I'll let your players go to the Olympics. Maybe a few extra percentages of all-star sales are going to owners. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe maybe Play I'll ball. help you out. That's all he's saying. Play ball. Play ball. So, exactly. So, he's asking for a little bit of help on the side. He'll bring back Kovey. I, I mean... If it doesn't, if he doesn't go to to the to the Knights, he'll land somewhere else. I think. That's within right, the next friends. Year or two. He's coming back. It's that simple. You might get Koval check back. Third line, Chris Kunitz. I'm looking to say Patrick Eves, and yeah, you can yeah. even look at a Matt Zuccarello or Jerome McGinley on the right wing. Correct. Which is crazy. right? Crazy. And the crazy. bottom line, left wing. I'd say Matt Molson. Down the middle, you could look at Burmistrov or Perot from the Jets. Which and on then the right gives wing, you on the, your your bottom. Your right wing on the bottom line here is crazy. Pro, Stepniak, or don't. Or don't. Like, like, I think that is a team that, I mean, just off our, this is a silly conversation, right? But just off this, this is pretty crazy. Like, that's a team that can stack up it's against. Competitive. That's, it's competitive. That that's, that's a team that's not going to win well, at all, but it was very competitive. If, even if we play ball and give you more options, right? 
So down the left, you could have any combination of Patches, Marlow, Kunitz, and Mawson. Down the middle, Johnson, Zetterberg, Eves, and Burma, Strobel, Perot. The right wing, right? If you don't get Saad, you're getting Cam Atkinson. Yeah. If you don't get Atkinson, you're getting Wenberg. If yeah. you don't get Wenberg, you're getting Jenner. One of those blue jackets is a fucking good get for you guys. Yargs is a free agent. It's going crazy. You'll get him. Marlow's a free agent. You'll get him. Aginla's a free agent. You'll get him. Again. Doan's a free agent. You'll get him. They've got, what is it? What's the cap? 70 or million dollars? Yeah. It fits, right? They've, yeah, dude. I ran the, I ran yeah, the numbers. It fits. It fits. Yeah, yeah. They can do it. <laughs> I saw like it fits, right? <laughs> All right. So let's do the D. And let's not forget our other big one, by the way. If he's willing to hang some onions, he could trade a pick for Malkin. Yeah, exactly. But so, and that's then, that's then, pretty pie in the sky. That is pie in the sky. But that being said, let's do the D man. So you're, I think the top line here is, I mean, I, th- this is a, in a, I, I feel like this is a more like. More could fluid. fit anywhere. More like, fluid, I think. And, uh, this is a this is a needs a training camp to sort it out situation. Well, well with this one, you, you're going to get one of either Straight or McDonald from the Flyers. Yeah. Cool. You're going to get Spurgeon, Dunbar, right. or Bradeen from the Wild. Yeah. And then cool. you're looking at Orpik or Niski from the Caps. Or all of. Or so, all of. So one, so of, those caps one of those dudes. Justin Braun from the Sharks. Yeah. Then Gunnison or Cowan. So I mean. That's that's a pretty solid decoy. That's solid. And then in net, you you're looking at Jesus, either either this is a big list, right? Either Luongo or Rima. Yeah, straight up. Or Niemi or Lettinen. Yeah. Or then maybe then Mike you've got, Smith or Eddie Lack. Yeah. Or maybe even a um a Morazek or a or a or a Howard. So I mean, that's that's looking pretty pretty good. And again, a lot of people have said to me over the last couple of days who have had this conversation, dude. That's a good lineup. That's pie in the sky shit. GMGM's a nutcase. He's, dude, he is silky smooth. He is a dude that is going to destroy this draft. And I, I don't, I have utter faith that he is going to butt fuck teams. And I'm really excited to see how it plays out. I'm, like, dude, I, I love this, the carnage. This hey. could be, it's going to be carnage. There's going to be riots. I'm, 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 I'm really, really keen. Very into it. Dude. And so keen. So look, we've been going for quite a while. So we're going to sign off with one thing. John has written a stonking article for the top five fan bases that should defect and focus on Las Vegas. We're not going to run through the details we're run now. Through them. No, we're, we're going to give the teams. We'll give the but, teams. But yeah. the greater detail <laughs> yeah. should be viewed on the website because yes. you did such a good job. Oh, well, thank you. I mean, I very rarely contribute to the website. John <laughs> very rarely contributes content, so I'm getting around him, so maybe <laughs> yeah. he'll help me more. No, I definitely need to write more. I'm going to pump out a few more of these. Atta boy. Yeah. So, look, so take it away, mate. This is yours. This is your baby. So now we've gone through the team. We've gone through where we see... The position of all the current teams in the NHL. I think this is a good time to go through who should leave their current team or who should maybe rethink their team affiliation over the next few months, particularly if you're 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 left with a stinker. So I mean, let's, I mean, the list is pretty clear, right? Very clear. If, but you're, you, a, if, if you're a Hurricanes fan, it's it's time to go, pal. Well, and the owners already said flatly, I'm fielding offers on the team, and I don't care if you relocate them. Yeah, so straight up, we talked about this last week, so we're not going to go into great detail, and it's on the website, of course, but if you're a Canes fan, your team's moving anyway. Let's be honest, everyone in New England doesn't give a fuck about the Whalers anymore. It's that simple. They've got an AHL team that's actually pretty good, so they don't need to give a fuck about Carolina, and all of them have gone to and followed the Bruins now anyway, so who cares? Exactly. Next. The Chicago (laughs) Whackhawks. And all of your transient fans. (laughs) (laughs) Most of you guys don't care. You may as well jump on the next cool thing. Get on board with Vegas. Just get in now. You don't care. You but don't... what I will say, this is your chance for redemption. 
This is like a Tosh.0 web redemption. You have the chance to, to stop being a piece of shit transient fan who only cares about winning. Get on board a real team. Pay attention to the draft. That's all I'm saying. Vancouver Canucks, you guys, your team is going nowhere. Fast. You, you've needed to rebuild for three years and you and still you, haven't accepted if it. If you refuse to rebuild, we say move town. The Just Van, get out. The Vancouver Canucks <laughs> will not be competitive until 2022. Yeah, when the Sedins have retired. Yeah. Well, it's I mean, they're going to retire in two years, but they're just... But it's going to take them years to it's get It's an organisational mess. You guys are not going to be competitive till 2022. They need to rebuild top to bottom. If that you simple. support Vegas, at least the jerseys look a bit better. You'll yeah, unis are sick. You'll go on a bender. You've got GMGM. You can get a Yaga jersey. You can get a Yaga jersey, of course. Because obviously, you can get a Ginla jersey. Of course, even better. Oh my God. Shane Doan. Go, go into the store with $500, get a Doan, a Ginla, <laughs> and Yaga jersey. <laughs> and you're set for life. Home, away, ultimate. ultimate. You're done. set for life. Ultimate old boys club. Oh, exactly, right? And then, obviously, the great city of, Se- the great city of Seattle, who has essentially no teams... Well, no, good teams. I'm going to argue with you on this. Yeah, yeah. Do you know why? Why? Because Seattle's clearly getting the 30-second franchise. They are, but that is at least two years away. So what do you do in the two years? I don't think you can jump on an out-of-town team for two years and then defect back home. I know. I know this is this is probably the biggest of stretches of so far, but that being said, geographically, the only team which is close by is... The Coyotes. Are you talking for Vegas or to Seattle? To Seattle. Oh, Vancouver. Vancouver. So yeah. why the fuck would you do that? So yeah. at least if you're if you're a transient hockey fan and you live in Seattle. Yeah, fair enough. You would I would jump on the you new team. You support the Seattle Thunderbirds of the WHL, like some of our followers actually. And subscribers. Yeah. Yeah, I, I see you guys. I know what you guys yeah, are doing. Yeah, we see you. We see, we see you. you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then obviously last but definitely least. Buffalo Sabres fans, who is, and I've run the numbers on this, they are statistically the worst and least successful team in the NHL since they entered in 1970. They're the least successful sporting city in America. Now that the Cleveland Cavaliers have won an NBA championship, the Cleveland Indians made a World Series and nearly won, and the Lake Erie Monsters won the AHL title. Between the Bills and the Sabres, you guys are fucking horseshit. Yeah, it's... it's I mean, geographically, they're already exposed. I will say, though, I will say, I'm probably going to grab Todd Taylor off the waiver wire for football this week. That's all. That's it. That's all you got, Buffalo. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if I, was, if I was a Buffalo Sabres fan, I'd be really, really considering jumping ship. I mean... Good unis, though. Great unis. like class, And they haven't changed in almost the entire time they've been in the league, which is great. No, yeah, like they've had a lot of different jerseys, but they do follow a theme. They exactly yeah, they follow yeah, like it's, the you. continuity is. is it's not like, from the Mighty Ducks to the Ducks, and you're like, wait, what? what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like at least they've always been the same as their uniforms. Pretty much look. Yeah, the same the whole okay, time. I'm with you. I'm with you on that. You know, I mean, but I mean, where they are geographically also makes no sense. Like being like they're right up in the top corner of New York State again, making it a difficult decision to live there for a start. But then also. Like following the the Sabers is going to be rough. Like I feel, I feel like if I lived in Buffalo, I would just go for the Rangers. Also, straight up, Jack Eichel is not re-signing with that team. When it comes <laughs> fucking no way. Team. There's no way that he's he's entry level. There's no way that he's staying there. He's like, going to Boston. He went to Boston College. Why the fuck would he stay there? Like he obviously hates it too. Like yeah, obviously. Like who wants to like the problem with 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 Buffalo is they've had so many number one picks and they've blown every single one of them. True. Well, John, I tell you what, we've been going for ages. So those of you who who listen to us us frequently have asked for longer, more in-depth shows. Let me tell you, we're with over 90 minutes running time. You got what you paid for, pal.
which is nothing. This is, <laughs> yeah, yeah, this yeah, is yeah, free content. Free. God damn it. One day we'll get paid. We went now. longer. We went harder. We went faster. It sounds like Debbie Does Dallas, but it's not. It it's a podcast. Like, yeah, Debbie Does Dallas cross <laughs> sound, Daft sound, Punk. Sounds, yes. sounds like John's search history. Oh, yeah. Anyways. I look. delete that shit, Holmes. Yeah, me too. On yeah. the reg. <laughs> On the reg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't forget to hit all our socials, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Holy Puck Podcast. Uh, check in on our website, holypuckpodcast.com. Make uh, sure all you the pods are hosted. Yeah, they are. They're all hosted. Um, and we've never been on more podcatchers. We're on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, Pocket Cast. Tell your friends, tell your family. There's no excuse for them not to listen to it unless they don't like hockey, which is or a valid swearing. excuse. But also... If you don't like hockey and they're a family member, maybe you get a new family. Maybe get a new family yeah. and new friends. Could be time to change. Yeah. I've essentially, you know, brainwashed my brother and my sister and my children and even my wife all into loving hockey. Yeah, it's If great. you can't do the same, you're not trying hard enough yeah. or you need a new family. I think it's time to rethink your life. Rethink your life choices. Seriously. Yeah. Anyway, so that's it. So we're, we're at a over 90 minutes running time. Cam, it's been a journey. It's just my journey, man. It's your, it's your journey. I'm not counting your wings. I'm letting you fly. True. What do you got planned for the rest of the week? Oh, nothing. Are you, nothing. are you going to work tomorrow? Definitely not. Are you doing three John days in a row? No, no. So I worked Wednesday. This is oh, Thursday. So okay. two day. So John... Well, technically, yes, because the wife is away Saturday. Well. John periodically what? takes... What take I call a John day. A John day, which is he schedules a day off, a sick day during the week. Or, or, or a planned sick day. A planned sick day. But he does it on a day when his partner is not home. So he just sits around. Like I got I here before and he was just sitting there just drinking a beer. And he didn't even speak when I opened the door. He looked so tranquil. Yeah, yeah. Like, I hadn't spoken to an indi- an, an, a single human all day. Yeah. I actually, I, I scratched that. I spoke to my wife briefly, and that was it. Sounds very tranquil. Oh, dude. I'm playing golf on Saturday. The level of zen was out of this world. And then I'm taking my son camping in the Otway Ranges. That sounds lovely. It'd be really cool. Fucking we we bought time. a schmores kit. Yeah, you did. Yeah, it's so why good. wouldn't you? Because why wouldn't you? Exactly. You sound like his rules. <laughs> Everyone knows that. Everyone knows that. <laughs> Alright, that's it. Holy Park, episode 35. You've been fantastic. We've been better. We have. Yeah. Done. Peace.